0: The following message from Bible teacher and pastor, Jim Crabb, is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio.
1: I'm in the book of uh, Exodus chapter 19 to begin with this morning, and then we're going to end up, we're going to bounce a, a few places, but we're going to end up in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, Exodus chapter 19. And what I want to preach about today is which mountain have you come to? That's a question I'm asking us. Which of, there's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna contrast two mountains this morning. And I want to ask the question, which one are you standing at today? Because I'm gonna show you that one, one mountain is way better than the other mountain. I think what's the matter with a lot of people, we're just standing at the bottom of the wrong mountain. We're going to contrast Mount Sinai with Mount Zion this morning. Amen? So if you're standing at the wrong mountain today, you can make a change right in the middle of this meeting here, and you can hear the word of the Lord and help your life. I'm in Exodus uh, chapter 19. And let's look at verse 3 to begin with. And Moses went up unto God. I'm here glad that Moses went up to God. That's what, you better pray for me. That's what I want prayer for. Not that God would give me more money and all these other things. You better pray that I will continue to go up to God. And, and 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 then everybody else, we need to pray for one another. I pray you're going up to God. Huh? We're going up to God. That's what I'm doing today. Amen. Moses went up unto God and the Lord God call, Lord called unto him out of the mountain and said, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob and ch- tell the children of Israel. And then, now go over to verse 9. So Moses goes up to God. This is what the Lord told him to do. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and believe you forever. See, if the Holy Spirit doesn't give His presence to what I'm saying, nobody, people can't believe what we're saying. But by the presence of God, by that cloud and the witness of the Spirit, people can hear the voice of God speaking to them. And Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and sanctify them. Now watch this. And sanctify them, which means set them apart today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes. Man, there's so much good preaching in this. It'd take two and a half years to get through this right here. Amen. As we approach to God, we we better, before we go, we ought to wash ourselves. They were washing their clothes, but there's a spiritual New Testament significance. We ought to wash our hearts by the precious blood of the Lamb. But you know the Bible says that we also wash our hearts with the preaching of the Word. He cleanses our hearts. And when I hear the Word, it's a cleansing Word. Amen. And and that's even before I approach God. Hallelujah. Verse 11. And tell them to be ready against the third day. In other words, something's coming. For the third day... The Lord will, tear, will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. That's what we're looking for today. Lord, come. But, here, but, now watch, verse 12. This gets interesting. And you shall set boundaries, or bounds. You shall set bounds unto the people round about, saying, take heed to yourselves that you go not up into the mountain or touch the border of it, and whoever touches the mount shall surely be put to death. So he told Moses, put some kind of barrier between the people and that mountain. Right? Moses is up on that mountain. Moses is is the man of God. He's hearing what, what God had to say. But the people, God said, build a barrier around that mountain and tell them not to, not to go up on that mountain and remind them this. Let's start with this. You think I'm a hard preacher. huh? He said, tell the people, you touch this mountain, you're going to die. Whoever touches this mountain can't live through touching this mountain. I'm telling you today, we better be at the right mountain. I'm going I'm to preach a little while not about the mountain where there's a barrier between us and God and, and getting into the presence of God. I want to talk about the mountain that you can come to where there is no built barrier between you and that mountain and you and your God. Hallelujah. And... Like this mountain, this is Mount Sinai. This mountain here, whoever touches it shall die. On the, when we get to Mount Zion, we're going to tell you that unless you touch it, Come on. Whew, you're going to die. Huh? The first one, if you touch it, you'll die. The second one, if you don't touch it, you're gone. I want to tell you, you better be at the right mountain and you better be willing not to gaze from afar off. You better be willing to go to that mountain and say, God, I want to to get as close to you as I can for the glory of God. Somebody shout glory. Hallelujah. Verse 13, just to make sure we get the point here, he says, there shall not a hand touch it, but... He will, if, but he will surely be stoned or shot through. In other words, if you touch that mountain, you're going to die, so you're going to, you're going to get stoned, or you're going to get shot through. Whether it is beast, don't let Fido up on this mountain. Huh? Don't, let your, don't let your camels on this mountain, man. Don't let your sheep get on that mountain because they're going down with you if you touch it. It shall not live. When the trumpet sounds long, they will come up to the mount. And Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. And he said to the people, Be ready against the third day. Hallelujah. And come not at your wives. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mountain. And the voice of the trumpet was exceeding loud so that all the people that were in the camp, they trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the the nether part, of the base of the mountain, and Mount Sinai was all together on a smoke. That, that's a let me tell you what was happening, Ben. The mountain was on fire. <laughs> because the glory was there. The presence was there. And the the Mount Sinai was all together on a smoke. I don't know what kind of little picture you get, you know, that there were little things of smoke coming up from Mount Sinai. But brother, when God came down on that mountain, brother, that mountain was on fire and there was smoke. Watch this now. Hallelujah. Because the Lord descended on it in a fire, middle of verse 18, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mountain quaked greatly. So not only... Not only are they standing at the bottom of the mountain with a barrier between them and this mountain, the mountain's on fire, the mountain's smoking, and now the mountain starts shaking. I'm telling you, I'm looking for a church service where there's some fire and there's some smoke. I'm gonna preach whether you stare at me or not. I'm looking for a church service where God comes down on that mountain. Amen. Amen and and when he comes his presence comes and the fire comes and the smoke is there and the cloud of his presence is there somebody shout glory Amen and then there, and then things start shaking I remember I, I can't get off long on this for time's sake but the, you know when I got saved I went to the little this that little Pentecostal church church out in the country in Williamsburg Ohio Little one-room church, maybe thirty or forty saints out there at best, and most of them were old-time Pentecostals. That's when I had, you know, I just got saved and had long hair and came came in. But but you know, when I walked in that building, I'm telling you, I knew I knew that I was in the presence of something that was bigger than I was, and it rocked my world. It really did. Huh? And, and, and so I, I mean, I couldn't believe what would happen in those services when God would come into those services. It wasn't a, it, he didn't come because there was a big fancy church there, because it wasn't. It was a little one room building, man. But he came because there were hungry people there. He didn't care if they were old-time Pentecostals. If they were hungry, he would come. Uh, uh, a young guy that, that had been addicted to drugs and alcohol. He didn't care because he saw, he felt the hunger in our hearts, and he would come. And the pastor, the shepherd that was there. And so, I mean, every week was like, was like for a kid like to me, that was like Disneyland. It was like, you know, kids count count the. Months if they know they're going to go to Disneyland or Disney World, Amen. I mean, it's like an it's not just a little you know. Let's go do it. It's like an experience that that the that kids look forward to and remember. That's how church was for me when I came to Christ. It was like going to spiritual Disneyland because it was running around with God was. Well, it's like going to Disney World, bit, where you get on one of the rides and you don't know where it's gonna take you. You don't know when it you don't know when a big turn's coming. Huh? And and sometimes some of those rides will make you dizzy. I've been trying to make the church dizzy by the presence of God for a long time. Come on. And and so I would And then one of the most, besides being there, then the one of the the most fun things for me was running back to you know this part of town where I where where I grew up, and and telling people about what what was happening, but it was about the ride, man. About you, you just you got to trust me on this. You got to see this you gotta, you got to sense this. And I had an old, I, had a, I bought a Rambler, an old car, Rambler. And I bought it for $100. It, was a, it, it smoked. It, it was like the mountain, man. It, it was smoking. <laughs> yeah. And it was a terrible car. But I'll tell you what it worked for. I would go back and witness the people. Jerry's one of those people that I used to witness to. Here's Jerry, our head elder today. And, and, and I, would sh- I, 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 would, I would share the gospel and share what was happening. And, um, and I'd fill that car up. They'd be hanging out the window. And they wouldn't know where they're going. Because, you know, there was a rumor when I got saved and, and moved out, out to Williamsburg. There, there at first, the, all the rumor among my, my party friends was that, well, Jim Crabb's done too much acid. And he has moved out to the country, and he's, he's out in the country, and he's doing acid and living with a 75-year-old woman, you know, in a, in a relationship. So, so they when I get him, if I could just get him in that Rambler... Dr. Rob, if I could just get them in the Rambler, I knew that they were going to get dizzy that night. And I get it, and, and I remember especially, I've got stories about all of them that I hauled out there. But one of them, he was a Catholic boy. That's all he'd ever experienced in his life. And I used to smoke weed with him and do stuff, you know. And so I, 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 I connived him. I bugged him. I bothered him. I pestered him. Huh? I, 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 put, I tried every button I could to get him to get in that rambler one night. And one Saturday night, I got him in the rambler. And we rambled on out to this, this, this thing where God would come and the way that little church was set up, I've told you these stories. But on one, the, they didn't let the men, the men and women didn't sit together. How many been to a church like that? You know, they, they wouldn't let you. Look at us now. Isn't this a great church? We let you sit together. I don't care if you were married or not. The brothers sat on one side and the sisters sat on the other side. Right? And so, and we'd come into that little, that, that, we walk into that one room building well, before the service, there was only like a... There was a storage closet. It was the only kind of a decent-sized storage closet where they would stack desks and things in there. And, <laughs> and, the, and before the service... And there was one on each side of the little platform. And the sisters would go in this one. And the brothers would all go in that one. And so before the service started we had us we had us a pre-meeting meeting and we would, the brother this guy was freaked out about where we were why am i here how did i let him talk me into this and we and so it, it came time for the brothers to go back and all the men go this way we went in that we went in that storage closet and when we went in there we got down on our knees And I'm telling you, we weren't asking, Lord, we want a few mercy drops to touch us tonight. We cried out. We got on our knees, and we would lift our hands toward heaven, and we would expect the Holy Ghost to come. We were praying over the service, but we were also praying for the right now. I took that guy in that that closet. It's all crammed in there. All these desks stacked up there. I mean, know when God's in the thing? Yeah, I wouldn't care if that was the sanctuary. I'd have been fine with that as long as God came in that closet. And we got—I I got on my knees, and he just stood there. I said, "Come on down." So he got down on his knees. This guy's never been in anything like this. He's never seen a Pentecostal church. He doesn't know anything about the gospel other than what I've witnessed to him. About and he hadn't really listened to that. And he, he got down on his knees and, and we started to pray. We started praying, uh, See, the new church doesn't do stuff like this, but this is where the power source is because we're a spirit filled church. Amen? And we started calling on the name of the Lord in tongues. And, and this didn't happen every week, but thank God the night that brother God in the rambler, it happened that night. And all of a sudden, there, like right in front of us, where we were kneeling down, were these, the legs of one of the chairs that were stacked up. And all of a sudden, whew, when God came, I know the difference when he's there and when he's not there. Ha! And when he's there, everything is different. And like he did on that mountain, when he came down in that room, suddenly those desks began to shake like this in front of me, man. And those desks were going And I looked at that guy I mean, I was, like, I was acting like I'm an experienced Pentecostal, but I was freaked out. Man, those chairs started shaking. They started quaking like that mountain, man. That thing started shaking, and I kind of was knelt down, and was, I, 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 I tried to reach out grab something to hold on. I looked over at him, and his eyes were this big. And he, that, then that whole place started shaking. Then we all started shaking, and this is exactly what happened. He said, whoa, 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 what's, go, whoa, what's going on? And you know what my real theological answer was? I don't know, but hold on, brother, it's good. <laughs> Woo! I'm talking about a church where God comes down on the mountain. And when He comes, the mountain is on fire. Somebody said, well, if you act like that, it's not real contemporary. The goal of my life wasn't to be contemporary. It's to be transformed, man. That's the goal of my life. Amen. That guy's, by the way, this, this, that guy's still in therapy. Uh, over there. <laughs> And that was, that was in 1974. So, amen. But that's what would happen on Mount Sinai. So that, the good news is that God would come and that He'd set the mountain on fire and there'd be smoke. But the bad news was that we couldn't touch it. He already told us that. So, right in the midst of God coming down. And, and you know, we, they didn't want to die. Um, so, that's Mount Sinai. Then, in, you know, in chapter 20, we won't read that, but that's, then the word of the Lord came. That's where Moses got the, the commandments, the Ten Commandments, right? So, it came out of that experience on that mountain on that day. But there is another mountain that's way different than the first mountain, and for us, where we live today, that is—that is—I I, I call it—I call it my mountain because I'm a, because I became a member of what that mountain represents, and that's the mountain that we know as Mount Zion. Mount Zion is is outside Jerusalem. Uh, Mount Zion was where David went in there and he he ran out all the Jebusites and took over that city, took over Zion. It was called Mount Zion from then, or the city of David, right? And and it became the mountain, it, it became a key place for God. Let's look at, let me just show you real quick. Uh, Psalm 87. Look at Psalm 87. There's, we got just to just say a few things about this and then we'll get to Hebrews 7. Psalm 87. I love Psalm 87. <laughs> Are you going to the right mountain today? Verse, Psalm 87, verse 1. His foundation is in His holy mountains. It's good. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Now, we would say it in our language, Zion, Mount Zion, is God's favorite place. Hmm? The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of of thee, O city of God. Selah, I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia and Tyre and Ethiopia, this man was born there. And of Zion, it shall be said, this and that man was born in her and the highest himself will establish her. The Lord shall count when he writes up the people that this man was born there, Selah, as well the singers and players on instruments shall be there, and all my springs are in thee. Where? On Mount Zion. And what God said was, it's, it's God's favorite place. And the people that are born on Mount Zion, something special has happened to their life, man. Amen? Praise His wonderful name today. Now, so let's slip over to, let's get to, to the key scripture this morning, the book of Hebrews chapter, uh, chapter 12. Hebrews 12. And we're going to begin reading in verse 18. Which mountain are you at today? You're at Mount Mount Sinai, which is where Moses got the law. God showed up on Mount Sinai, but they couldn't touch it. You know, this thing, Christianity is something else because we get to be a partaker of it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to hear about it. I want to be a part of it. I don't want to stand at the bottom and can't touch it and say, are you kidding me? Let me me get up in that fire. I want to get up in all that smoke and all that shaking. Come on. Praise His holy name. For you are not come, verse 18, to the mountain that might be touched, and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. I and mean, that, that mountain, it felt like a storm was happening up on that mountain. And the sound... No, verse 18 starts out, this isn't the mountain you're, you've come to now. That's, he's talking about Mount Sinai. For you are not come to the mount that might be touched and burned with fire, nor unto blackness, darkness and tempest, and the You are not come to the mountain where there was a sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated or asked that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. In other words, that word, when Moses was bringing the law, it was so difficult to hear because you know why. Because the law, the law requires human effort. To to keep the law, to keep the commandments, it took human effort. And that's why, thank God, that's why we left Mount Sinai. Right? We, we, we can receive the commandments, but it's why we left Mount Sinai and we're coming to this other mountain here, here in just a minute. They, they asked God, don't talk, don't talk, we can't take it. Huh? We've had, we can't deal with that. Stop talking. Uh, verse, uh, verse 20. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, he shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I, even I, am exceedingly fearing and I'm quaking. Verse 22. Now this is, for those of you that don't know when to shout this right here, this is is the... You know, it's like when I tell joke, that me and Pastor Josh can tell awesome jokes. He's the joke-telling king, man. When I try to tell a joke, I've got to tell everybody what I just said was the punchline. Nobody gets it. But ye, Verse 22. But you are come to Mount Zion. Remember what he said about Mount Zion? it'll be if you're born there it'll you'll be famous. I want to tell you I got born again on this mountain I'm preaching about right here. My name's written down somewhere that pastor Crab in Cincinnati. That's why I'm always going to bless him. I think the Lord says because because he's come to the right mountain. He's not trying in his human goodness to be good enough to appease me. He's realized that he's got to He's got to not throw away the commandments of Sinai, but it's what Sinai stood for. He's got to go on. But you are come to Mount Zion. Here's what you come to. This is what you got a hold of today. Cole, when did you get saved? In January, Cole and Grace went to college together. And and Grace invited him to church. And I think the was it the second week you were here you got saved? First or second week? First week. The first I like that. That's good. That's the right answer. It was such good preaching. He I have to talk for him. Huh? It was such good preaching. To, to, he didn't have to wait till the second one, man. Seriously. I'll never forget when he came forward, man. He got saved. This is what you've come to. This is what you got a hold of, my brother. But you are come to Mount Zion under the city of the living God. I want to go to a church that's got some life, that's alive. The the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You are come to an innumerable company of angels. Oh, my, 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 my. I'm telling you, we haven't haven't had some religious experience. Brother, we have come to the mountain of God. I want to tell you that when we come to the mountain of God, we have come, amen, to the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, and up there in that city, and that mountain, there is an innumerable company of angels. I may need every angel there is to help you. I believe that angels are going to go out and gather our stuff and bring it to us. They're going to get everything we need for these days. Hallelujah. You are come to an innumerable company of angels. You are come, verse 23, to the general assembly. I love this. And the church of the firstborn. Jesus was called the firstborn of many brethren. Well, we didn't name it the church of the many brethren. We named it after the firstborn. We named it after the rightful heir. We named it. He named it the church of the firstborn. Praise God. But the fact that there is a firstborn means that there is a secondborn, thirdborn, fourthborn. Josh was in the, in the top ten, I think, years ago. He was one of the first ten that God said. But, huh? Listen. We've come to the church of the firstborn which are written in heaven. We have come to God, the judge of all. And we've come to the spirits of just men made perfect. Woo! Man, we've come to that mountain where God just dis- where we it's not that we can't touch this mountain. Brother, you get on this mountain, you get born again on that mountain, you come to the there's angels working for you up there. You're a member of the church of the firstborn. Somebody say amen. And there's a bunch of spirits of just men there. ha! And you've come, verse 24, you've come to Jesus. What kind of church is that? That's a spirit-filled church. That's a Jesus church, most importantly. That's a church that preaches everything that Jesus did. That believes everything Jesus said. That's a church that exalts Jesus and promotes Him. Because he is the conquering king. Amen. Everything in heaven and earth bows to him. You are come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. You are come to the blood of sprinkling that speaks of better things than that of Abel. Praise God. Now look at verse 25. This is this is see that you refuse not him that speaks. In other words, listen to me today. Quit trying to do things out of your own human effort. And come, that's Mount Sinai, and run as fast as you can run over to Mount Zion, which is the right mountain. I believe, you know, on Mount Sinai, they would. Moses told him, he built some kind of border between the mountain and the people. Over here, I don't believe there, there isn't. There's there's no boundary there. It's saying there, I believe there's a, there's a welcome team there on at, at the base of Mount Zion, and here's what it's like a third base coach. You know, when the guy's coming around second, and 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 the third base coach is looking out and the ball's still rolling out in the outfield. What's he do? Brother, he starts waving. This is what he does right here. He waves him in. Huh? I'm telling you, there are people at the base of Mount Zion that are waving them in. Come on. Come on. Come up here. I'm a drug addict. Come up here. I'm an alcoholic. Get up on that mountain. Come on. Come on. There's room on this mountain for you. I've lived in a a promiscuous lifestyle or or homosexualities in my life. Come on. Come on. Get up on this mountain. Because if, if you touch that mountain, you will start to live. And today, I want to touch that mountain. I'm going up to Mount Zion this morning. I'm going where, where whosoever will can come. Woo! Amen. Praise His holy name. La. That chair next to you starts shaking. We're in the right place. Come on... Let's all stand up this morning. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. We're coming to Mount Zion this morning. We're coming to the church of the firstborn. We're coming to the, to the assembly where just men get together and meet together with Almighty God. There's still a lot of fire and there's a lot of quaking. It's just that on Mount Zion, amen, we can go all the way in for the glory of God.
0: We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Amago Day, please visit our website at ImagoDaysensi.com. I M A G O D E I C I N C Y dot com. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crab and Amago Day, please visit our website at ImagoDaysensi.com. I M A G O D E I C I N C Y dot com.